I can tell you that I have been preaching sermons on the regular for about 23 years. And if you've been around this church and you've heard me preach week in and week out or month in or month out, you know that I preach one sermon, one sermon with many different ways of telling it. And that sermon is basically, you are beloved of God and there is nothing you can do or not do, nothing you can say or not say to separate yourself from that love. And if, if you can get that, if that belovedness can find purchase deep enough into your heart so that you hold on to it 51% of the time, then I encourage you to go out and tell the same to others, that they too are beloved. And across that 23 years of preaching this same sermon Sunday in and Sunday out, I've had this opportunity to preach through this three-year cycle of lectionary readings that we have. And I would call, in my experience as a preacher, I would call this Sunday, Gotcha Sunday. And I would call it that because usually there's one of you, it's always a man, who comes to me and says, like, hey, Jimmy, I've been listening to you week in and week out talk about all this love, love, love stuff. And here, right here on the page, Jesus is saying, unless you hate mother or father, unless you hate wife or children, brother and sister, you cannot become my disciple. You say to me, like, where's the love in that? And I try to de-escalate the situation a little bit. Take a deep breath and remind us that if we were reading through a comic book or a graphic novel, if we were looking at a grand mosaic, but we came close enough to only look at a single tile in the mosaic, we wouldn't get what the big picture is telling us. That in fact, when we step away and we only look at that single cell in the comic, we don't get the laughter or we don't get the impression the artist and the author is intending to make. And so in order to preach a sermon on love, in order to grab the message that the rabbi Jesus continues to drop on us week in and week out, I need to backtrack a little bit. We need to look at some other tiles that are surrounding this particular tile that the lectionary delivers us this morning. I remind you two weeks ago, from Luke's gospel, we had this scene where Jesus and his disciples are in the synagogue and there is a man who is, a, who is cured while they're in the synagogue of dropsy. And the religious authority is scandalized by this healing. Don't you know, Rabbi Jesus, we don't heal people on the Sabbath is what they say. And Jesus, softening, says, in effect, I'm paraphrasing, don't you know that love is what this is all about? Trying to change our perspective, 
trying to turn our perspective upside down so that we might have a different view of the world. And then from last week, if you read the gospel, you remember he tells this curious story of a man who comes to a dinner party and he warns us when we come to the dinner party not to take the seat of honor just in case there's somebody else there who might be more important to us and then we would experience an episode of ridicule if we were asked to move from that seat of honor lower down on the food chain on the night of the dinner party. He's turning practical wisdom upside down for us again, saying, if you have an opportunity to seize power, as the common wisdom says, if power is sitting there and available to you, then pick it up and take it. Jesus says, no, let it go. Let someone else have it and enjoy it. You'll be fine, I assure you. And then you remember last week, if you were around, you heard me talk a bit about the voice of the preacher in the letter to the Hebrews, where we hear him say, let mutual love continue. Always show hospitality to strangers, for in so doing, some have entertained angels unaware. Of course, the preacher is echoing that Genesis 18 story where Abraham and Sarah welcome strangers under the oaks of Mamre into their campsite, making sure that they are well cared for. But what's happening there again, the narrative of Scripture again, is turning practical wisdom upside down. Consider the region itself. This small tract of land that has a single source of water, the Jordan River that bifurcates this valley, this small tract of land. This small tract of land is the connection between Asia and Africa. This is a crowded intersection where lots of people are moving in and out. And in fact, the practical wisdom says that if anyone comes knocking on your door, they are a stranger and they are probably meaning to do you harm. Make sure that you protect yourself. We tell our children, don't talk to strangers. And yet the voice of the preacher advises the Hebrews otherwise. There is this exercise that we do as people who align ourselves with the Jewish Christian wisdom narrative, there is this demand that is placed on our lives to change our perspective from the usual way that the culture expects us to move around the world, to challenge our assumptions, to live differently. As I was thinking about this, these passages in preparing to preach this Sunday, I was thinking, you know, what was a moment in time when my perspective was changed? And, and some of you know that I grew up in the city of Houston, and I grew up 
almost smack, like if you were to put, if we had a map of the city of Houston right here and you were to draw a bullseye, I grew up almost right in the very middle of the city of Houston on this idyllic block that is kind of quaintly named Betsy Lane. And on Betsy Lane, um, this one block street, um, there are oak trees on either side of the street that um, grow together to create a bit of, of a tunnel as you drive down the street. And in my front yard, there was St. Augustine grass, there was a magnolia tree, and there was a huge oak tree that stretched out over the street, into the neighbor's yard, back over to our house. And I recall, I don't know if you, for those of you who have um, been to Texas in the summertime or lived in the South, do you know that there is a summertime soundtrack that we're not always conscious of, but the sound of the cicadas kind of moving in and out, it's a it's a soundtrack that moves with you everywhere in the summertime in these southern places, and it's so similar to like respiration. There's a bit of a breathing in and a breathing out that happens during the summertime in these southern places. And I remember a time as a kid where I came out into my front yard and I just lay down in the grass. And I was just there in the St. Augustine grass, feeling the heaviness of the humidity. No doubt there were probably sugar ants, you know, climbing in different spots, gazing up into the limbs of that oak tree and listening to the sound of the cicadas. And just how that change of perspective, being grounded in the grass on the earth, and having my, my sight line change to look toward the heavens through the limbs of the trees that offered a measure of protection and shade um, to the place where I grew up, I just, I just felt it. I felt grounded and connected in a way that is mysterious and wonderful and spiritual. And as I was remembering that story, I was like, that's it. That's the move we make as people of faith, seeking to embody the faith. We change our perspective. Sometimes we do it deliberately. We might walk into our front yards today and lie down in the sagebrush and change our perspective put our backsides on the ground and feel the ground, the God-made ground supporting us while looking up towards the majesty of the heavens and our hearts might become open and soft. Or maybe as the Muslim penitent does, we get on our knees and we put our forehead to the ground five times a day facing in a particular direction so that, so that deliberately our perspective would be changed so that we might become awake to the work of God's creative 
and loving energy around us so that we might be liberated from our unconscious expectations of our lives. When I began this week to ask myself, what then, Jesus, what then, Jesus, are you trying to liberate me from? The clear message that I heard in my heart was from the idea that we are not enough, from the idea that we are broken and not able to be repaired, from the idea that we are lost and loathed because of it. Do you know that the very next beat in this gospel is lost sheep, lost coin, lost son, Jesus is trying to tell us that the lost are not loathed, they are loved. Change your perspective. Be liberated from this idea that for some reason you are not enough or you are broken and not able to be fixed because here, I can tell you that the story, the whole story, the whole comic book, the mosaic, all of the tiles, all of the tiles report that there is nothing you can do or not do, nothing you can say or not say to separate yourself from the love of God, especially as it is expressed in Christ Jesus. Amen.